I totally agree. You're right. I mean, I I had someone uh, a couple of several months ago nominate me, and I was just like me. <laughs> and I did have this like, oh yeah, that's. I mean, I forgot about myself, right? So it's very humbling. So um, anyway, so thank you for for being here. Thank you, thank you, Angela. Uh, this show is called Person Behind the Passion. My name's Dominic, and we are here in the Self Achievement Network. I'm the founder and the host. Okay, and just very briefly, we are a we're a, we're a Facebook group. You can call it a networking group if you want. We're a group. I tell people all the time. Very simple. It's an opportunity for people to discover their passion, to share about their passion, or to evolve their passion. So it, that's how it's set up. I have I used to travel around and do a, a program called the Achievement Seminar. Then I had a back injury, then I wasn't able to do it, so I took my course and put it online. So now it's a download in a group called Life Plan, and I changed the name from the Achievement Seminar to Life Plan, so then people could do that. So I've got a subgroup, a sub-hub, if you will, called Life Plan, and then um, there are many other subgroups around having to do with parenting and marketing and uh, leadership, and then there's, there's many, there's like 18 different subgroups so people can then go in those groups with like-minded people and and evolve their passion talk about what they do create content do lives whatever they want to do this particular program program gives people the opportunity to share about their passion and that's what Monica is going to do with us today and her passion is about helping people tell their story but not just to tell their story but to tell it to heal so I would like to know, well, for, well, let me see. First of all, I'm in Chicago. You are up in the great Northwest in Alberta, Canada. Is it snowing there yet? It has snowed a couple of days, but uh, today it's not. It's all melted. And uh, we're enjoying whatever is out there whilst it lasts. Yeah. Soon it'll be snowing a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so you became passionate about supporting people to tell their story. Talk about, tell us about what, what does that mean? Give us a, like an overall picture of, of what you're doing. So, I'll probably start from um, my, my journey from when I was in Zimbabwe. Okay, so back to Zimbabwe. I, uh, I didn't know anything about I, that. Zimbabwe. I lived in Zimbabwe. My parents divorced when I was three, so I stayed with my dad. And my mom went to live in the UK. I grew up, went to school, and during that time, my dad joined um, a church. This church had got, has got very strict rules, and it did not really, during those days, it didn't promote the girl child going to school. After primary school, that was it. The girl needed to just wait and probably get married and start a family. That's not something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I managed to run away from home and went to my maternal side and continued to, to go to school. And when I finished university, I went to the UK. Uh, when I got there, so there are things that we don't realize that they are within us, they are part of us. I went to work 
and uh, I always knew that I want to work with people to help them improve their lives. So I went to work in mental health and I worked in mental health and other health sectors for about, for about 21 years. I worked with a certain group where I supported them for 10 years and so when I started working with them they couldn't do much for themselves but I, hel I, I helped them learn life skills to a point where they were independent enough to go and live by themselves Wow! with medium support instead of 24-hour support. Mm -hmm. But there were those who were not able to move forward. So eventually my job became the same. I couldn't see any improvement mm -hmm. in them because they had reached their ceiling. So I could not see any improvement. Mm -hmm. I started feeling frustrated now. I wanted more. I wanted to see more. I, 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 I was feeling bored because everything was now so routine. Then I, I looked for something else to do and I found life coaching. Mm -hmm. I trained in life coaching. I did that online. And um, so whilst we were doing the, that, my mom retired. And she got frustrated by not doing anything because she used to work two jobs. Mm. Sometimes we would see her for maybe three, four days because she would just finish one job and go to the other one. Mm -hmm. I imagine someone working so many hours and then the job ends and she's sitting at home and she's finding that depressing. So she decided to start writing. Mm-hmm. And I saw that when she was writing, she started to feel better and feel good. Then I thought, wait a minute. If I write and tell my story, my life will change. Because I felt that there was something I was carrying. The running away that I did affected me a lot. Mm -hmm. Because remember, when my mom went to the UK, I stayed with my dad from age three. Wow. And so to disrupt that relationship and bond that I had with my dad, I felt as though I betrayed him. Even though I had also felt that he was betraying me by telling me not to go to school anything. So it was a relationship that went bad. Mm -hmm. It had um, some bile in it. <laughs> you know, bile is bitter. Yes. So it had it's bile bitter. in it. It needed cleaning up. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, whilst I was doing my life coaching, I met a lady who did an anthology and she invited me to share a story and I thought, you know what? I'll share that one about running away from home. Little did I know that through sharing that, I would get the healing that I needed. And after that, I was determined to help others achieve their healing too. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I now invite people to share their true life stories in order to heal. Maybe I'll do fiction one day, but I focus on working with true life stories. 
Wow. Especially the ones that are keeping people stuck. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're doing this now, you mentioned just a little while ago, a podcast. Is this similar to this format here also? Right? It is, it is similar to, to this format. By, um, so now I've compiled four books. I'm working on my fifth one. Wow. And I, I have um, what you call... So I have lot, many authors many, and, and many stories that we can now share on on a platform like this as well as podcasts so that those who do not want to who find it difficult to read or who are too busy they can listen to the podcast mm -hmm. yes okay and that's similar to what i do here i mean after the um, the the session is over recorded live um, i download the audio and then upload it um, mm -hmm. as the podcast for people to listen to and uh yeah wow how wow how amazing that's a that's whoo so you ran away from home and oh tell me what was your age then i was um i was about 16 going 17 so so what people what, what people for this church used to do then uh this is like in the 90s Mm -hmm. If uh, a girl was a certain age, they would expect her to get married. And if she was one who was stubborn, they would kidnap you. Whew. And so once you're kidnapped, you have to stay with the man, whoever has taken you, despite of the age, regardless of whether he was 20, 30, 50, 60, whatever. But if he has kidnapped you, he gets to keep you. Mm. And I thought, well, be damned. This is not going to happen to me. Mm. So earlier, before running away, I had encountered a situation where I had to disguise myself to avoid getting kidnapped. And the way I did it is, so they used to have like conferences out in the, in the like a camping site. Mm -hmm. And thousands and thousands of people would attend, but it was also like a hunting ground. And I, I knew somebody had expressed interest in the afternoon, and I had said no. But also knowing how powerful this man was, um, he had 11 wives. I would have been the 12th. Knowing how powerful this man was, I thought, you know what, girl? You need to find a way or you're getting kidnapped tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in the evening, um, I, I, I went into our camping tent. I picked up my half-brother who was like six months old then. I put him on my back. I covered myself in a, in a white garment, which went all the way down. And I wrapped my head and covered myself you know how the how the muslims dress up mm -hmm. just lifting my eyes and so i wanted to blend in with young mothers so that way they can't see my dress they can't see my face i'm carrying a baby i'm just like any other young mother mm -hmm. and that's how i managed to disguise myself and that time i was like 15 that's how i managed to disguise myself 
So when the, the opportunity to go back to another conference came up, I thought this time I might not, I might not escape. So that was how I ran away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sitting here, I feel nervous just listening to this. <laughs> oh, this is not, this is not a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie, but maybe it might be a movie one day. No kidding. I mean, these are the stories that, that you know, we only hear on some of these uh, programs on TV, you know? And then they're, yes. Yeah. And this is, this is real life. Wow. And that was at 16. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Woo. Okay. <laughs> That's intense, Monica. <laughs> Dominic, just remember, I'm here. It didn't happen, so we are good. Right. But still, I mean, are there still, you know, young women that are still vulnerable like that? Um, so I don't know whether there is still kidnapping as such, but there is still young women who are still getting married very young. Yeah. And, you know, we often hear horrible stories where this person has got nothing to start with and he comes and takes your daughter and because there's so much poverty to start with he can look after this person that he has taken as wife mm-hmm. I, I, I'm of the I'm of the opinion that something really needs to be done to, to punish those men who take somebody that they're not able to look after. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not able to feed them, they're, they're children, which means they can't look after themselves. Somebody's 15, 16, they can't look after themselves. They've got nothing. And then if you take them when you have got nothing, what happens then? It means that they're going to go hungry and maybe experience the level of poverty that they have never experienced in their whole life before. Mm-hmm. So that is what makes me sad, and it makes me angry too. Yeah. Yeah, I makes a lot of people angry, and it's very sad. I, I think that I was hearing someone I can't remember it was like a month ago, and they were talking something similar, but it was that the the culture allows for this. Um, to happen and that the people in in that in this case it was a man and I know that it happens to, to women too but they, they they think that it's okay because it's accepted right yes. so until there's you know change from from that whole cultural mindset it's like oh my gosh it's a gigantic mountain so it's, it's, it's like when people are in a, a community and that community has got certain rules, certain norms and certain aspects of it that everybody agrees with mm-hmm. and the values that they have. So it's so important that they are seen to be part of the, 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 the community and if you go against it, then you get, you're punishable by being asked to stop being part of this community. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to lose their connection because obviously these are the people they know. Yes. So even when things are going wrong, 
nobody is brave enough to say you know what guys we need to sit down and look at these things because they don't want to be called a rebel they're not as rebellious as me i was rebellious i did what was unheard of mm-hmm. considering that uh, was coming from a patriarchal society you listen to your to your to men you listen to your father you obey you never say anything against what they say mm-hmm. but um i did not listen i ran away and i would imagine that my family kind of felt disgraced by what i did mm-hmm. mm. that's called courage right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> courage it's real life courage real life courage mm-hmm. so so i think this is why when i even when i'm older if i find myself in a situation where i am not happy and i feel i'm being taken advantage of i just go back to the situation and say hey when i was 16 i couldn't accept something like this mm-hmm. so what did i accept it at this age it, and and um, that girl that young girl tells me that no you can't let's go mm-hmm. <laughs> good for you so you are a hero of heroes there we go <laughs> wow incredible that is absolutely amazing and it's, it's so like okay so we live in the west here and you know we complain that people are you know cutting us off on the highway and here you are escaping from you know this cultural yeah unimaginable situation Whew. So there's a lot that people here complain about, which are not anything that something should, somebody should complain about because it's not a challenge at all. Yeah. You know, to hear someone complaining that, oh, my charger is not working, and they're <laughs> throwing everything down, they're screaming at the kids because the phone charger is not working. Come on. There are other issues where it's a matter of life and death mm-hmm. or... If it's not uh, life and death, it's something that could completely alter that person's life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I had gotten married, I would have married a man who had 12 wives. I would have 11, I would have been the, 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 uh, the 12th one. And from what I had, after about three years that man died, I would have been widowed. Mm-hmm. And now probably would have been left with a child or two. And I'm still under 20. Mm. So what do I do? Where do I go? How do I then move from that point? How do I even think that I'll find another man to marry me? Right. When I've got no means or resources to look after myself or the kids. And, And in some families, some of the brothers will just come and take you. So probably if he had many brothers, one of the brothers would have just chosen to say, I I want this one and then come take you and you become his wife again. It's like your property, it's like you're not, you you know, you can't have anything for yourself. You are are somebody's property or that family's property. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't work well. 
those are real challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real. Yeah. Absolutely real. And then, yeah, I mean, the money and everything, and not having any any means to to generate any type, nothing. Completely, yeah. And then the mortality rate. In a lot of young girls, they they die during childbirth. Mm-hmm. And the children, the babies too, they die. So those are real challenges that are facing other people. And probably it's diff- diff- difficult to relate. That's why people complain about things that are not, you know, that they can do without. Right. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna take a deep breath. <laughs> um, so, so you're in Alberta, Canada, which is just like from from Chicago, is up west. How did you end it up? How did you end up there? So I'm, I am um, living in the UK. I, I met someone, uh, someone I, I went to school with, and um, I thought, you know what? So, so when I when I say this, I am also thinking about what they say about not compromising, not compromising your standards, not compromising, no matter what people say. And I thought to myself, maybe I'm too critical, maybe I am, you know, because everybody tended to say, oh, you are too fussy, oh, you are too picky, you are too this. It's okay to be fussy, it's okay. Mm-hmm picky because those are your standards this is what uh determines what makes you happy and comfortable Mm -hmm. so i let my guard down and i ended up in a relationship which was not good for me at all Mm. and so from moving from the uk uh coming to a foreign country i i don't know anything i don't know anywhere and I'm, I am with someone who is not showing me around. Mm-hmm. But also the treatment is so bad. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cheating. There is a lot of um, abuse of alcohol. Which, even though I'd worked in mental health, I'd only worked with people briefly. When I did maybe agency work a shift here or shift there, mm-hmm. I had not really um, encountered or understood how alcoholism works. And then I find myself in that situation. There's all these things going on. There's alcohol, there's women, there's this. It's like, oh my God, what have I done? And Unknowingly. Who, Sorry? Unknowingly. Yeah. Unknowingly. So mm-hmm. I look at that situation and I think maybe God wanted me to learn something. Maybe this is part of my journey of what I'm being trained to do, trained to understand. I don't know. But this situation right here is not working for me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 When I was growing up, I didn't see any fights within the family. I didn't see any arguing. I didn't have even 
vocabularies that people used in arguing because it's not something that I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. And then to find myself being either defending myself or arguing all the time, I just thought, no, 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 this is not right. Mm-hmm. It, um, I also think that when somebody is in a situation like that, they need to think, to listen to the people that they, uh, that know them best. So one day I was talking to my sister who's in the UK and I said something and she goes, Jesus, sis, I've never heard you speak like that. What is going on? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I am changing because of my environment and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I thought, how do I work with this situation right here? I realized that I didn't want to be part of that and I didn't want to waste any more of my time with this person. So um, on a day where he was not in a bad mood or whatever, I asked him to sit down. I said, come here, my friend, let's sit down, let's talk. And so we, we, we sat down. He said, oh, so what do you want to talk about in this kind of panicky and jittery? I said, um, you have these three women that you talk to often and let me help you choose which one you need to go with he goes what are you crazy I said no I'm not he goes what is wrong with you I said there's nothing wrong with me but we need to, we need to be objective it's not about fighting all the time it's about realizing and accepting that I'm not fitting into this whatever it is mm-hmm. it's not a fit mm-hmm. you know so if it's not a fit why are we forcing it it is not a fit so instead of you destroying yourself and i destroying myself or destroy each other in the process let's be ob- objective about it the reason why i'm i'm asking you to go with this one is because i've identified as i have seen you talk to them i've identified these characteristics and i think you'll get on well with this one, I think you need to stop doing what you're doing because she's vulnerable. It's not going to end up well for her. Mm-hmm. You need to stop doing that to this one. And that one too. You need to go with this one. And guess what? That's where he ended up going. Mm-hmm. So things get sorted out <clears throat> when you look at the situation and be practical about things and be objective too. So you are truly a powerful woman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's intense. I mean, so then, so you you were in the UK with him, and then you came to Alberta, no, no. or you came with him here? I came to him. Oh, okay. So he was here, there in, in Alberta. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now... Okay, so the, so you've handled that situation too, very 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 good. And so now you're doing what? You work you're working in mental health at the same time. You have your, um, for a better word, side project that you're doing your your passion. Is that the picture or? Whoops, my apology. Okay, so so um, so I was in when you when you're new to the country and things are not uh you, you're not regulated 
I couldn't just <laughs> sit because where in the UK I was working my job, I was doing quite a lot, including writing and stuff. So I was always busy. And then when you're in a new country, you need to wait for everything to be regulated so that you can work. Mm-hmm. So instead of just sitting, waiting for that process, I decided to start compiling. So that way, I am working with people. I'm compiling stories. I am. I'm also healing because when you heal through writing, it's not a one-off. You've got so many stories that you have encountered in your life. As you unpack them with each chapter you share, you're taking off the layers. Whether it's a layer of a wet blanket or whether it's a layer of an onion, mm-hmm. but you feel lighter each time you do it. Mm-hmm. So once I was in that situation, so I started, I started compiling. Okay. And um, I did work a little bit in mental health, and I volunteered at the crisis center um, to to help people who were in, in a crisis and take phone calls and de-escalate or whatever you may you may call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to make sure that their situation is, uh, at least they are able to deal with the crisis at the moment and work on their challenges another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so let me just see that I, I, I understand. Are you are you working now or you're doing your passion, your, your this show is full-time? I'm doing my passion. I'm compiling. I'm doing the. I'm doing the shows, and I I do other online businesses. I sell on Amazon, and I also uh, work with a research company, which collects data. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's it's like a multi-level company. Okay. But yeah, I'm enjoying that. Good. So you have you have uh, generating income. That's good, yeah. and uh, able to uh, meet uh, make ends meet there. That's great, and it's beautiful scenery there. Oh yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So how many years have you been there in, in Alberta? Uh, since two thousand, I came in two thousand and fifteen. So like five years. Ah, okay, five years already. Wow, amazing. So what do you like to do? I mean, when you're not compiling stories and working you go out and uh i don't know are you a hiker you like to ride bikes you take strolls i mean riding but i like to i like to walk i love driving you know and another thing i like i get so excited when i'm going to fly when i'm going to be on the plane you know i don't know what what that's about but if it's a trip where I'm having to fly, oh, I just get so excited. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love uh, the, the watching the city, whether it's day or night, to see all the lights mm-hmm. and uh, all that all that experience. I absolutely love it. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's perspective. <laughs> Always, it's. I I always remember the first couple of times that I flew too. It was kind of like you know, when you see these little kids, they're on the bus sometimes, or they're, you know, they 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 always stand up on the seat and they turn around and they look at the people, right? 
kids and big bodies yeah yeah that's great so and are you an avid reader also I do read mm -hmm. yes I do read and also the process of working with my co-authors I obviously read their stories and um, we get together and uh, I normally find that when they send me their uh, their first draft. I don't know whether it's intuition or, but I, I, I would feel that there's something missing. I would feel that there is, there's a gap somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then usually when we talk with, with most people or with everyone, including myself, when I wrote my first draft, there were certain things that I held back. I did not want to talk about them but when I spoke to the person who was compiling and we had that discussion and she asked me several questions when I went back to do the second draft and the third draft what I came up with was amazing mm -hmm. but also that was how I ended up facing those situations or that part where I didn't want to go because it was too painful mm -hmm. and I noticed that when when I write and this is the feedback I get from my co-authors as well that when they started writing they cried and it, it is that when that happens they are now shedding off the old skin they are mm -hmm. now accepting that this 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 here was a so which needed to to heal interesting so so you're getting you're working with people not just is it men and women men and women yes yeah so then they start to they they, they send you a draft a first draft of yes. a chapter of their st story right mm -hmm. their book whatever you want to call it and then you're helping to edit and fill in and yes. asking questions like this there's an empty spot right here so you go there with them, or you try to get them to go there. I guess it was, the, and then. Oh, sometimes we go, we go together as we are talking. You know, we 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 are, we brainstorm, we discuss until they. Sometimes somebody will say, "Oh my goodness, I got it, I got it," or they might not say much, but when they bring their second or third draft. They like, oh my God, yes, I I feel it. I feel that I feel lighter after sharing this part. Mm -hmm. I feel lighter mm -hmm. after talking about this. And this time round, I've been so fortunate to work with an editor who also who who is also a healer in the sense that I feel that as humans we have certain qualities that we cannot. You can't say I am a healer, but you have that gift. You you, you cannot put your hand or your finger to it. Mm -hmm. But you know that this person, the way they approach things, the way they deal with the, the way they... So I work with a lady called Brenda 
and sometimes when I have talked to my co-author to a co-author and I'm failing to get something working with my editor now we have this discussion and when we when we agree that there is something missing then the the two of us invite our 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 co-author mm-hmm. and we have a session with and I'm bringing my own strength Brenda is bringing their own strength and our co-author is rece- receiving something of of value mm-hmm different perspectives Mm -hmm. wow it's a process so it's like you're taking people walking them through and uh, allowing them to let go to release to acknowledge to accept and yeah so getting it out is probably the the, the, pain, the painful part but then once that when it's yes. that it's out and and then being heard by not just one but a couple of people uh, I'm sure does help to facilitate that that healing process that's great yes and and I, I, I also enjoy that process especially when it's just not my views only but there is also someone who you know, who is also having a, a different perspective when the three of us discuss the feedback that I normally get is the our, our co-authors are quite grateful that they, they managed to have that session where they talked about things and and, and they were nudged they were nudged to go where mm-hmm. they were avoiding to go mm-hmm. amazing and these are people from all over the world? All over the world. Amazing. As long as willing. Yeah. 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 I understand. You know, I, I, I was able to work with people for many, many years in an um, environment where uh, they were allowed to, to, you know, to share what was going on with them mm-hmm. for the purposes of telling the truth. To get the you know to what was really going on and and the things that they had repressed and then once they were just able to voice what they said there was a, it was like magic because people in a matter of minutes literally mm-hmm. uh, and of course I mean it would just it would it would that would be like the 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 opening of the jar right the lid being taken off and yeah and they, they, there was still some processing going on after that uh, however. The, the 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 um, intensity of it had just had gone down mm-hmm. so much that they were then then strong enough to continue to just to release it, you know. And, and at some point, even some people that had been through some terrible things, they were able to laugh about it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that was crazy, you know. And. An amazing space to be in, you know, when you when you when you witness that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, where do you see all this going in the next? I guess to say, year or two years, three years. You continuing on, or you have big dreams? So I've just started, maybe in the past two weeks, to do a program like this where I interview, uh, I interview people, and address. 
real life issues in my in our community or during say the breast cancer month mm -hmm. i think that was my first video i uh, spoke to a lady who had who is a breast cancer survivor and so my aim is to inform and to empower mm -hmm. and also I have a podcast my podcast is called South basically coming from um, South is the lavender oil which is used for healing and then South solve yeah all in them yeah in the same category helping people solve their problems or solve their issues or whatever is making them feel the pain mm -hmm. um, and and I see that it's, it's getting a very positive feed I'm getting positive feedback and I'm actually getting phone calls from people who are saying wow I watched your your for your program or the video that you interviewed so and so I'm going through the same challenges mm -hmm. and or oh, I went through the same challenges I'm just hoping more and more people in our culture get to I'll give an example so one of the programs I talked about I invited a woman who is a widow mm -hmm. she lost her husband about 20 years ago but she was talking about how she was treated by the in-laws when she lost her husband and this is something that is still uh, an eyesore in our culture. It's getting better, but it still happens that when a woman loses her husband, the brothers and the sisters, on that day, on that same day, they cut all ties. They want to cut all ties with her. They don't see her as family anymore, and they want to take everything they've worked for, <laughs> basically leaving her homeless. And it's a terrible thing for somebody to have to go to court to fight for something that you have worked with with your husband mm -hmm. just because the in-laws have gotten greedy. I mean, how... And this is happening in which countries? It, it happened. It happened in Zimbabwe a long time ago. And I think it still happens in a lot of... In many countries. And um, so yesterday I had a call from a lady who said I watched your program and even though you were making reference to a story that happened in Zimbabwe I lost my husband here in Alberta uh, a few years ago and his brother came to the funeral parlor no 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 came to the hospice before he died Okay. and told me that he's going to be gone in a few hours so there's nothing for you here can you leave I could not believe it. I could not believe it, which means that this is an area that needs a lot of discussion, mm -hmm. so that so that the relatives of 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 the husbands are, are aware that what if even if they consider doing something like that, it's shameful and unacceptable to just being cruel. Mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. basically this woman is a slave after your relative is gone you take everything from her and you leave you with nothing 
why should she go to court to fight for what she has worked for all these years? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she has a trauma of losing her husband. Now, you're giving her more trauma by telling her that she has nothing. So there's work to be done. Yeah, so there's lots of work there for sure. Yeah, this is what makes me realize that I, I think I'm on the right path. Yep. And I'll continue to do that and do uh, and do the programs and do the podcasts. Mm-hmm. And in the next five years, I think it's gonna be it's gonna explode. Mm-hmm. Well, there certainly is no shortage. Sounds like it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, as uh, I'm reading the thread over here, Angela is watching. Thank you, Angela, for being here with us. Uh, she says, "Yeah, human and sex slavery is happening in every country. We don't mm-hmm. see it." Openly, yeah. I mean, I, I think we all know that. It was, you know, one of the you know, everybody knows right now is like we're we're voting for a president tomorrow, and you know, this particular topic isn't even brought up at all. There's not. I mean, is that happening yes. in the United States? It is. I just saw something uh, last week where there was uh, they, you know, some I don't know was an FBI, but some undercover you know agency had uncovered this whole um, ring of things going on that were keeping people captive here. I mean, it's just wow. like, and wow. we don't even think of this in this country. Like this is, you know, the United States, but it, it's, Oh, it's, you know, the Democrats versus the Republicans and all the same issues, but there's never any like deep rooted such yeah, as what you're going through issues like this that are, that are brought up to the surface. So, you know, it, it, it is crazy. It's just like, wow. So what you're doing is really truly amazing, and I, and I just want to say, I, I honor that. Thank you. you. You certainly have chosen the right path for yourself, and I think that that's honorable that you, you know, took a stand with your with your situation in life and with yourself. And I think that that resolving that inner conflict, like running away. Oh my gosh, how how much conflicting. You know, like thoughts were going on to have to finally make that decision to do what you knew was right, and and then to follow through with it. But but you know, and then you know, and, and the same thing with with uh, leaving this guy that you were with. You know, so and I, I've been through two divorces. It's not easy. I understand that. You know, it's it's not easy. So yeah, wow. Incredible. So, I, I'll go to the, the the question that I also like to ask: Can you cook? Can I cook? <laughs> yeah, are you a good cook? Oh yes, I love. Cooking. I love uh, you. Especially when when uh, I'm entertaining, uh, I go all out. I love to cook. <laughs> yes. I Don't say that. your address aloud loud because you'll have a line out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I will be sending you my address as soon as this thing goes off and we are all allowed to travel, come and eat. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm a good cook and I love to be the sous chef. You know, I'll chop, I'll clean, I'll do anything, I'll stir. Uh-huh. You tell me what to do. I I'm there in the kitchen, right there. That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's wow. Well, okay. So you have to come back. 
and we'll I would love to do this again and and maybe get a little bit more in depth on, on certain areas I've already got some some thoughts in my mind um, so please come back and uh, share okay. some more with us for sure you just drop me a message and say hey what does this day look like for you and yeah I'll well my calendar see if it works and then we can uh, and it is these on these platforms that we we help other people so how I see it is even though this might seem like just a discussion between you and me there is someone somewhere who has been listening or watching us talking about different uh, situations that um, I have been through and right now whether they are a man or a woman they are sitting in a relationship that is not working for them mm -hmm. And they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Instead of just being angry, sit down and look and look at what it was that you wanted in the first place. Mm -hmm. And your your checklist in the beginning was right. There was nothing wrong with it. Just check it again. And if out of out of ten, five, four, five are terribly bad. Mm -hmm. It means that you, the quality of your life is not where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And it, it affects your creativity. It affects your psychology. It affects you physically. And then eventually you end up not achieving anything. And time is moving. Mm -hmm. Time yeah. is moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. I can't escape that and it's going i mean I, my my second wife was amazing she she was uh she is a uh registered nurse now a practitioner and mm -hmm. she would work these shifts and she would come home from the hospice and one day you know she'd come home and she's like i figured it out and i was like what are you talking about no i figured it out i figured it out she was all excited she couldn't even get it out of her mouth because she would come home with these stories and you know one story would be oh i met the sweetest woman today her husband brought her flowers and he he would cross pollinate these flowers and all this stuff and they were in her room and then she would come home another day that i met this guy he was so mean he was screaming where's my medication and you know you've seen all we've heard all the stories right and she goes she she's like i figured it out like why are these people some of them so angry when they're in the last few you know weeks months of their life and i'm like why she says because they had the opportunity they had the and chance and they didn't do it whatever that may have been for themselves right and now yeah. it's like the, the leg is falling off or you know they're sick and they can't get out of bed and you know what i mean yes so it's this she got it. <laughs> it's the big r the big regret yeah you know and that's what i think what you're doing now is giving people that opportunity to begin a new path so that they can avoid this or you know as much as possible these things right seeing mm -hmm. you know so you're awesome thank you <laughs> it's amazing thank you. amazing and 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 yeah i mean so the, this the, what we're doing here in this platform is giving people the opportunity to share about about their passion and what they're doing so thank you for being willing to do that 
<clears throat> thank you to Angela for nominating you and giving you that opportunity. I, I like to ask my final question is about um, if you let's pretend that we have the attention of every human being on the planet is watching this right now. You know, 7.8 billion people are mm -hmm. watching this show. What would you say to humanity if you have everybody's attention? Okay, so before I answer that question, I want to thank Angela for giving me the opportunity and inviting me to this platform and to nominate, nominating me. If I was mm -hmm. given the opportunity to be speaking to humanity, I have it. So it's not an if, I have it right now. They're there, they're listening. This life that we're living, it's not a rehearsal. It's not as if someone would come and say, okay, Dominic, you've done your 15 hours of practice or your 15 years or 20 years of practice, and now this is it. Your life begins now. Your life began the day you were born. And you get one shot at it. And you're getting it now. And so if you're living as though you are in a rehearsal and you will get a moment to then do it right, you're actually missing the point. It is happening now. Whether when you look at yourself in the mirror right now and it's okay or it's nasty, this is it. Whatever you've got, because you don't know whether tomorrow you're going to be there or you are not. So do not waste your time. Follow your passion. If you don't know how to follow it yourself, connect with people who can help you. Uh, be part of um, a network with like-minded people. If that is difficult for you, invest in a, a life coach. Invest in counseling if that is what you need. But just remember, this ain't a rehearsal. This is it. Mm -hmm. So let's try and not try. Try is not good. Let's do it. Do it. Let's work on our goals. Let's be interested in life because it would be such a bad thing to be then lying in your bed and the doctors have now told you that there's nothing they can do for you. And you remember all the opportunities that you have missed. Mm -hmm. But also remember, you cannot be your best. You cannot be living your best life if you're only focused on hurting another human being. Because I am you and you are me. Mm -hmm. So if you hurt someone, you're hurting yourself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. I'm inspired. Completely and totally inspired. Wow. Beautifully said. I it, it's it those are like the words of wisdom and and there there's there's nothing to add to it, you know? It's just that's it. It's now. It's all happening right now. Uh-oh. I forgot to shut my other alarm off. It says, drink some water. <laughs> it's my my reminder to stay hydrated. You're being reminded to drink water. 
I think I need something like that. Yeah. I just, well, I came up on my phone. It's like, do you want to set a reminder? And I'm like, what is that for? Oh, like six times a day or seven times a day, I can set this reminder. So it's like, I didn't tell my wife about it. She's like, she heard it go off a couple weeks ago. And she's like, what? What did she say? And I said, drink some water. She goes, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you can set them now on the phone. I mean, it's so amazing, the technology. So anyway, okay, well, I'll let you go finish your day. Thank you, Monica, so much for being with me today and so much appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, we'll have you back and uh, everything will be good. So to all of you out there watching or listening, you know, send all your hearts and hugs and all that stuff that, Thank you know. You and uh, share it out there to support Monica and what she's doing. So, all right, we'll see you then next time. Have yourself a wonderful day. I'll copy the uh, the audio link for the podcast and po also post it here so then you could also share that out. Fantastic. It's been amazing spending time with you, Dominic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye, bye, bye for now. Wow, Monica, that was great. I feel <laughs> like you. wow, I'm just I'm I'm completely enamored. Oh. What you're doing is really an incredible thing and it it's um yeah. <laughs>